Blog Talk Radio. Grace and peace to you, our listeners. It is time. Exactly. That's the last thing you just heard in that song. And go get your blessing. I am Apostle S.B. Barber and the Black Money Team, Dr. Lois Foreman, Jr., as well as Ms. Lydia Inihosa. And for those of you that are brand new, we're excited about you. I'm looking at the stats and the numbers are soaring and I, the increase is up on us and we refuse to move out of the way. The press is on, but it's a good press. Let me open up the lines to our Black Money team commentators and co-hosts. Grace and peace to the both of you. Uh, Lydia, go ahead and greet everyone. Good morning. My name is Lydia Nahosa. Thank you so much for being with us. Please have a pen and paper handy so you can take notes. You're going to hear something today that with us that you're not going to hear any other place, and uh, you will learn at least one thing, if not more, with us. Absolutely. Now, listen, listeners, make sure that you pass the link on to others. But I don't want you to be uh, uncomfortable trying to get all of this in in this particular moment. You have the opportunity to listen on demand, just on demand. So you want to get that word out. Listen, this is a short show today. I'm going to give you about 25 minutes of reality check on the business of Monday Money Talk and the Black Money Team. And we're focusing on you, businesses, entrepreneurs, corporate executives. Listen, we are approaching an election. I'm going to leave it right there. Let me go ahead and open up the mic to Dr. Lewis Foreman. Go ahead and greet everyone, and then we'll get going. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Uh, grace and peace. Uh, this is Dr. Lois Foreman, Jr., New Vision Faith Center. Excited to be back with you guys after a little hiatus, and uh, we are definitely want to make sure that you are lined up to keep your money in the black and uh, to really go to the next level where God would have you to go. Absolutely. Lydia, what have we been looking at over the summer? Just give them just a little bit. You know how you go to a fine dining restaurant and there's a little – 
they bring you the appetizer that you select. Well, you know what? It seems like the higher up the scale you go and the more money you are paying, that little appetizer plate gets a little bit lesser and lesser, unfortunately, but par excellence. So go ahead and give them just a taste of what's been happening right here before them during this summer. What's been happening? Who have we been talking to? Oh, my goodness. Uh, we've been talking to folks about the mayoral uh, candidacies, both in uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul. We've been looking at things that have to do with um, with black money as far as uh, our businesses, our youth, uh, for example, the cannabis uh, uh, growers. We have folks that have been going to jail for it. Uh, because they're trying to make some money and uh, get ahead. And now the folks that are going to be getting ahead are folks like Backman's. And granted, they've got a reputation for knowing their stuff, but it's not a level playing field. And that, do we have a type of equal opportunity? Do we have a place where people with great ideas and not much else can come and figure out how to get themselves launched? And that's why we're here. Absolutely. You know, when we talk about the mayoral election coming up on us November 4th, as well as those who are vying for the Minneapolis Council seat. Now, uh, we're going to also pull in those vying for the seat in St. Paul, and uh, we don't want to be remiss in that. So, We'll get busy and make that happen. It just kind of hit me, you all. But nevertheless, uh, you know, we've had Rena Moran on and uh, Tiffany, uh, Priya, uh, and, and you know what, I don't want to mess up the names, so I'm going to check that out very quickly unless, Lydia, you still remember those names. But uh, we're going to make sure that folks know it and they can see it right on the timeline for GMN Live TV. Uh, Let's go right to Dr. Foreman as it relates to the voices and the focus when it comes to business, the machine of business. Go ahead, Dr. Foreman. Like, uh, you know, you're saying that we have been really having our finger on the pulse of things that are going on uh, all around us, economics, business, uh, trying to raise the level of the community. We've been blessed to have folks like uh, Ben Jackson come on, uh, retired from Minneapolis Public Housing. He's a buyer of services, so we're getting contractors plugged in to um, the construction arena where there's about currently we're in the process of, a, of a, about a 10-year, $15 billion construction uh, season. And, uh, you know, many of those dollars coming down from HUD and others have been allocated for persons of color and so uh, we're trying to make sure that contractors of color, if you will, that they get in position to be able to get those dollars allocated to them. And Mr. Jackson told us that, hey, you know, the money's out there, the legislation's been passed, other things are in place, the jobs are certainly happening. we got to make sure that we're on point. So if you're a contractor, interested in contracting, say, hey, that's an avenue for me, want to start a contracting business, it's time to go ahead and do that. 
And, uh, you know, I'm here and others, we've got our network out there that we can get you connected to so that you can go ahead and do all that you need to do. Uh, we were blessed to have Philip Porter on just a few weeks ago. Philip Porter is an actual loan officer with uh, one of the neighborhood entities that's responsible for dispensing cash and making sure that, that those of us who are um, ready for prime time, those of us who are saying, hey, you know, I need to take my, my bits to the next level, but I need some more revenue to do that, that you actually get the dollars that you need sufficient enough for me to do that. Take your business to the next level, really participate in this. And as Lydia said, you know, we're doing what we can do to help even out a playing field that for so long has been uneven. You know, we're talking to the, legislature, the legislators about policy. We're talking to uh, those community agencies responsible for dispensing funds about those funds. We're talking to our elected officials about what they can do within their um, local communities and also the citywide communities to be able to, again, make sure you have access and opportunity to that. And we are, of course, trying to empower you. So, again, you know, you're at the right place at the right time with the right connection to make the right decisions and go where you want to go. Absolutely, and Dr. Foreman, remember, you know, even though we are moving things out the way that business business owners, entrepreneurs, big business, legislators come to this table and give us that insight, and we have that dialogue going on. When we had Kathy Spann at the table, uh, and also William Woodson, one of the things that I so appreciated, they made sure before they left the table that they talked about the impact, positive impact that can come from businesses when they focus also or open up the door for at-risk youth. What do we mean by at-risk youth? We're not talking about youth that are in trouble. We're talking about youth that are ready to go to work and they are looking for opportunities to build their skills with corporations in corporations. So these are two personalities. You know, they talked about from lemon to lemonade. And you know what? They're looking at it from the perspective of if you businesses, if you open up the door, if you make sure that you have strategy and training for the next generation, that's going to benefit you as well as the young folks. So, yes, we tagged it at risk youth, but what is the, at the risk? They are looking for employment that is beneficial to them, technology, their technical skills. Uh, many of them are brilliant when it comes to math and science and these kinds of things. So if that's what they're getting and if that's what they're excelling in, it's now time for businesses to look at creating inroads for them, bring them in. I will never forget coming out of high school, I was still in, I think about the uh, 10th, 11th grade, and I worked for Sun Oil Company, but they didn't have me as a non-paid intern. I earned a check using my skills. So let's think about that, and let's make that happen. But we're going to be hearing from other businesses and their creative aspect of how they are looking at the next generation for sure. All right. Uh, I made reference to 
the city council uh, personalities that we had on board. So, Lydia, go ahead and make your, uh, your comment as I pull up that information for myself to share. But I had to tag team with Dr. Foreman because of the caliber, the quality of information that Kathy Spann and uh, William Woodson brought to the table. And listeners, you can literally go to our channel on Blog Talk Radio and put plug these names in and get that information. As Lydia said, I, I'm going to go ahead and dub this, take note, write it down, and this is a university on <laughs> Monday Money Talk with the Black Money <laughs> Team. Okay, Lydia, the two of you can just jive back and forth real quick and let me get those candidates' names very quickly for it. Thank you so much, Apostle Barber. Um, uh, Dr. Foreman, are you there? Dr. Foreman? I am. Okay, thank you. So one of the things that I love about what Apostle Barber just said, she said, and she's a woman after my own heart, she said, uh, uh, looking into the future, developing the talent pipeline, helping companies preparing to prepare for their future. Part of what, uh, and, and it's not just some idealistic thing of this is what we should be doing. Companies should be doing that, and some of them do, but not all of them do. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Zappos. They, when they hire new people, regardless of the position they're hired for, they have to go and they have to train, I don't know, maybe like two weeks in their their warehouse, and it's not easy work. When they're done training for the two weeks or so in the warehouse, at the end of the training, they put $2,000, something like $2,000 in cash on on the table, and they tell them, okay, you're done with your training. Uh, You can either start your position, and we'll be glad to have you, or you can take these two or $3,000, and call it a day, and we can all go along on our way and, you know, no hard feelings. In the early days, there were people that used to take the money and walk away. And those are short-term thinkers. Those are people that are tempted by the $2,000 that they can get right now, and they're not looking at their potential with the company and moving up and the type of money they can make and the impact that they can have and all of these other things that come with long-term thinking. So it was a very intelligent way to weed out the people that they might be hiring by mistake. And that's what people should be doing as far as long-term thinking and uh, more businesses should be, should be having that kind of thinking. And I don't know, Dr. Lice, what do you think? Lydia, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I, I think you're right on track, you know, and again, Opportunities are being created for, you know, us to be able to go to the next level. And, uh, you know, we've got to be, you know, uh, brave enough to take advantage of those opportunities, get out there, see, you know, what this is all about and where it fits in our overall scheme. And young people, for for goodness sake, you know, get mentorship, you know, get ask somebody. You know, they, there's a saying used to be around back in the 90s, if you don't know, you better ask somebody. <laughs> so I want to encourage you to do that. You know, ask somebody. You know, is this a good that's right option or opportunity? You know, for me, should I take the money and run? Uh, should I stick around for a while, make an investment in myself? 
uh, get the knowledge. I mean, you know, there's a saying that um, knowledge is power, but certainly we know that applied knowledge is power. But, again, in order to apply it, you've got to have it. So get out there, get the knowledge, get some experience, get into those industries, uh, take advantage of opportunities, and really see what opens up for you um, as a result of that. All right, we're getting a little bit of um, uh, static on when you're talking, Dr. Foreman, and it does not mean that anything is awry, et cetera. It's just there for the moment. And uh, Dr. Uh, Foreman, literally, uh, he's not driving, but uh, he's en route to Chicago. And um, so I'm telling you, this Black Money team, they're not playing. They want to make sure that you always know what's going on. Uh, I, I was thinking about the mere fact that we've got young teen entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and you know what, we're going to get some of them to the table so that folks can hear what we're really talking about when we, we're not going to talk for them, you're going to hear their voices, and we're going to make sure that that happens at that 5 p.m. hour so that everyone can join in. Uh, also, those uh, women, politics, money, uh, wow, we had Raisha Williams, uh, who is running for 5th Ward, Minneapolis City Council seat, and also Tiffany Flynn Forslund, Ward 6, Minneapolis City Council seat, and then Lee, uh, Samantha Pre-Stenson, Samantha Pre-Stenson, running for uh, Ward 3. And so they had some very insightful information that was absolutely dynamic. Now, when we dealt with from the perspective of designated dollars and what that impact is, what is the response? Yes. And what is that impact? A couple of our senators came to the table, and one particularly, there was Jeff Hayden. We also have talked. I had the conversation with Rena Moran. I'm telling you, from a woman's perspective, she laid it all out there. That right there for candidates that are thinking about, listen, some of you business folks have probably be, are being tugged at running for office, whether it be council seats, et cetera. She got some information for you. That right there, Lydia, is a class in itself. The information oh, that she phenomenal. poured out to all you, absolutely, because we had the privilege, uh, my uh, uh, GMS News Channel team were able to capture her and interview her up close and personal, uh, and I think we even put that link underneath the show, but on her show, uh, and she shared with us her excitement about running for office, et cetera. Okay, well, that was then, and this is now, and she brought us from then until now, and she had to be baptized by fire. Wow, it was powerful, and it is powerful. It is education. So if you're lacking mentorship, if you're lacking being pulled in by the good old 
Boys Network, you better check it out. You better listen and get that show. Wow, I can still hear it, but I encourage you. That's where we are at right now. And uh, one of the voices you're not hearing right now is our very own uh, commentator and uh, uh, co-contributor is Mr. Michael Lopez, and this businessman is being relentless about what he has to offer folks that are looking for employment. And so we're going to be talking with him, not today, but you're going to hear him and uh, so so much more. So I made sure you got that. Uh, also, when we dealt with uh, some other pieces, we brought uh, Nikema. Levy pounds to the table, and although she is running for Minneapolis mayor, that was not our focus. Wow, that was a powerful time because she was as hungry as we were. (laughs) It was a great exchange. It was a great exchange, and that's what made that resourceful. So I'm telling you, business people, Monday Money Talk with the Black Money Team, we're bringing it to you. Sometimes you're so busy you can't get out, but you can get this on demand and know what you're up against, know what you're facing, know what the odds are in the event you don't go the route of opening up the doors for the next generation of young folks and training them, but paying them while they're being trained as equally so. So much more, you know. All right, Dr. Foreman, mm-hmm. we got about ten minutes, nine minutes. So, all right, the Black Money team, the <laughs> both of you have it. <laughs> all right, because I hear Lydia excitedly dipping at the bit as well. You know, again, Pastor, like you said, we this is just such a powerful show, powerful platform. You know, I get blessed by it. You know, though I'm a contributor, I'm a businessman. I'm, oh, I'm don't forget, uh, don't forget the tank, the tankers. One of you. <laughs> no, I, I, the first, I, I, don't forget to, the tanker. I'm, I'm about to go there right now. You <laughs> know, we, we have had just a powerful uh, lineup of guests and people who are here to be able to bless you. As you heard, all of those uh, those women who are running for city council over in Minneapolis, each one of them a dynamic powerhouse in their own right. And, uh, again, let's get them elected, get them in office to represent us. Of course, Nakima Levy Pound, uh, she's got my vote. Uh, just the depth of her knowledge, awareness of things that are going on, her commitment to see justice and things happen. I'm like, I'm all over that one. Um, and, uh, you know, as Apostle was just mentioning, uh, you know, that I mean, Moran can't leave her out. Again, just baptized by fire, she has learned and earned her way into that position that she currently sits in, and she's ready to do more, have a bigger impact. And the tankers, oh, my gosh. We had Jewel Tanker come on, who is a um, fierce uh, woman of God, an entrepreneur. She is an entity. That's what I'm looking for. She's an entity. She has her own uh, talk show. She writes books. She does lectures. She makes deals and connections. This woman is walking in all her God-given power, ability, and authority in making it happen, and uh, you know what's really so awesome, that she is equally yoked. Brother Ben Tankard, her husband, legendary Christian jazz music artist, you know, they are a dynamic power couple who just gets it done, and uh, they're out to make an impact for the kingdom of God, they're out to make God look good, 
how to live the abundant life. And not only are they out there doing it, guys. I mean, these folks are, you know, living the dream, if you will. And uh, and they want to give back. So they dropped off some tools of wisdom, nuggets for us, ways to get in touch to be able to plug in some things that they're doing right now to increase their wealth. You're at the right place again with at the right time with the right folks. It's time to really take advantage of all that's right before you. Go ahead, Lydia. Wow, yep. And also, and with Tankert, he was, if I'm not mistaken, a professional basketball player, but he's been a professional athlete. And also, aside from the Tankerts, there's also the, um, the Porters, and they've written a book on generational wealth. And uh, the bottom line about this show is that this yeah. show – this show is is about anything related to business, whether it's our own mindset, our own way that we sabotage ourselves, um, the the things we have to do, whether or not we need a business plan and how long it should be or whatever. Um, all of, you name it, if it's involved with business, whether it's what I've got to do right now or next week or in the next 20 years. And that's the biggest difference between the United States and, for example, Japan. Here, business-wise, if we're lucky, their long-term view is 20 years. In Japan, their long-term view is 100 years. That's a big difference Mm -hmm. in the way they're looking at things. And also, one of the shifts for business here in the United States, they're starting to realize that it's good publicity and good business to be socially conscious. In the uh, uh, like ten years ago, they didn't care about being socially conscious. Uh, conscious, it, it didn't matter because they were going to make their sales anyway. And now they're starting to see that the socially conscious businesses are are doing better. Warbly Parker, the guy, the, the the folks that sell frames for eyeglasses, for every pair that they sell, they give away a pair to somebody in need. Those guys have gone through the roof. Anyway, so uh, Dr. Uh, you know what, Lydia, let, let me jump in here real quick. Uh, Dr. Yes. Foreman, touch on why it's so important for we as ministry gifts to pay attention to this broadcast from a business standpoint. Who's amongst you know the fruit that labors amongst you? Go ahead, sir, please. Do so. Yeah, well, one of the one of the reasons why, Apostle, is that again, the Word of God says that we are made kings and priests unto God, and so there's an anointing that's supposed to be in the kingdom of God. If you look back at the nation of Israel, there were uh, twelve tribes, eleven kingly tribes, one priestly tribes, business, acquisition, land, ownership has always been a part of God's covenant, and today God hadn't changed his mind. And so, you know, again, we've got to know our rightful place and our rightful position and begin to walk in that. And when you're connected, there's a generation right now of pastors and, and apostles and other men and women of God who are very much aware of who they are in God, very much aware of the covenant promise that God has made us, and they're walking in that anointing so that they can bring that anointing to you, that they can encourage, that they can inspire, that they can instruct you. And we were blessed to have, you know, on the show um, uh, Bishop Jeff Reed out of Basilis, Mississippi. I mean, he's walking his kingly anointing in several different areas. He's a bishop, a pastor in the church. 
He is an entrepreneur. He has his own uh, construction company. He's also a developer. As a matter of fact, in his hometown of Bay, St. Louis, Mississippi, there is a development named Jay Reed Development, and he is Jay Reed. He also is the active city council person for that city. I just spoke to him the other day. He's won a fourth term now in office for that city. Again, we're bringing you folks like Pastor Daryl Barnett. Again, he's the number two person in Living Word Christian Center in Chicago. God's moving him here to Minnesota to do some things in ministry and in business. Again, blessed, anointed. I just know that he's right now empowering another ministry to expand their ministry from Minnesota down to Louisiana and across the whole South to bring a Christian-based drug treatment to those regions in a very powerful way. So, again, you know, there are men and women of God at this time in this season who are called, who are anointed, who are appointed to help you get your dream, your vision, your God-designed and desired uh, hopes into action and fulfillment through business, through financial management, through leveraging the things that are out there, because God wants more for you and his kings and his queens, his apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers are ready to give you that knowledge, information, and help make the opportunity happen for you so you can go there from here. Very well said. That's exactly what we need, our roadmap. You know, and we're doing it right here in Minnesota. You know, God's blessed me to be in the development arena. We're doing development right now in the community with folks from the community that look like you. Uh, We're helping them take the steps no matter where they're at. If this is step one, hey, this is what it means to be on a job site. If it's step 10, hey, this is what it means to manage, you know, this, 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 uh, this section. I'm just saying those, they're not necessarily literally steps, but again, all through the process, if you've been a contractor for years and all you've done is subcontracting work, we want to prep you to be a general contractor and eventually going to be a prime contractor. So we've got our, our Twin Cities Construction Collaborative that's doing that work to be able to develop you uh, in those arenas. You know, we've got our Joseph Business School, which we're trying to really bring to the forefront as soon as possible. Again, we've got some pilot programs going with folks that we can get you again to be able to have what we call a practical MBA where you understand no business, business acumen, business essentials. And, again, this is all anchored in God where we're teaching a biblically-based moral, ethical foundation and how to move in supernatural power along with natural knowledge to be able to accomplish what God has for you. And I do a conference every year called the Kingdom Billionaire Conference. And, again, it's to teach you the financial principles um, of the spirit, and also in the natural, and how God wants you to go from one level to the next level. Because, again, the Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And, yes, spiritual heritage is great. You know, mama was a great person. Daddy was a great person. You know, everybody loved them. Yeah, but God wants you to leave them not only that spiritual legacy, but leave them some money. So you got to learn how to get enough money yeah. for you and your wife or your spouse to, to live off of. you got to give something to them crazy kids of yours so they've got something to live off. But also you got to give something to little Pookie and them. Amen. Hallelujah. Little grandbabies. That's it. A good person leaves that inheritance to their children's children. Uh, and, again, the blessing of God, the word of God says, goes even down to a thousand generations. So we got to get a new mindset, got to get our actions together 
got to be able to get into making some things happen for ourselves and having a purpose and intent for that wealth, and it's time to get it. We're here. We're ready. Let's go. All right. And let's go. And on that note, Lydia, go ahead. You've got to have your moment. Have your moment. Go for it. Thank, thank <laughs> and we're going to pull right out. Go get it. Okay. So the difference between Joe Schmo's grandfather and either David Rockefeller or Dale Carnegie or some of the folks that have been dead for a long time that are still household names, their biggest difference is their legacy. And their legacy is how we remember them. And, yes, of course these folks had money. But uh, the thing is, if we, unfortunately, the more money we have, the, 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 and the better that we have our, our social impact structured, the more likely we're going to be remembered, even if it's just within our immediate family. Most people are forgotten within two generations after they die. And it's not because they're not loved, it's just because their circle isn't big enough. Dale Carnegie, his books are still selling. Anyway, so that's my two cents on the, the, uh, uh, what the word legacy means. Mm, excellent, excellent. I love it. I love it. Move forward in legacy. Come on now. It doesn't get any. Do we need to say any more? I think it's time to go now and just bathe in this and, rem, you know, just recall and move forward. So we want to encourage everyone, be strengthened in the power, in the might of the resurrected Lord and King Jesus Christ. You were created for purpose. You were created for legacy. You were created for dominion. And we are breathing life in businesses. So you're listening to Monday Money Talk with the Black Money Team, Dr. Loris Foreman, Jr., Ms. Lydia Iniosa, and I am your host, Apostle S.B. Barber. So until next time, wow, <laughs> I'm going to put it to you this way. Go get your blessing. We've got to go now. Have a great day. Bye. Amen. <laughs> 